0: Along with my esteemed colleague, Dr. Matthew Anderson, rolling with me, how you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing good, buddy. It's good to hear your voice.
0: It's good to be here for you to hear my voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you had to hesitate and pause on that one.
1: <laughs> no, I just that's just funny. I, yeah. I don't know. Nobody ever told you that maybe sometimes you need some medication, right? They probably said that. I don't know. Maybe they didn't tell you that yet. Oh, yeah. they you probably, have
0: medication. They probably, you they probably take did it. tell me that. The only problem is they want me to pay for
1: it.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you're getting ready to lose all your insurance here, so we'll see what happens after that happens. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, we got a really uh interesting uh person that we're gonna interview today. Um can uh, I go ahead and introduce him?
0: Yeah, I see, yeah, of course. You know, he I don't, definitely I don't like, he's into you don't like to do uh, what you don't like to do.
1: <laughs> Bart, are you with us? I'm here. Hi, Hi. Bart. This this is Bart Smythe. And, Bart, right. what I'm going to do is uh, introduce you, read a little bit of information about you, and then uh, Lamont and I are going to ask you about two million questions. He has a million, I have a million. So, I want to just tell <laughs> our listeners who you are and uh, what you've been doing for a great deal of your life, and uh, then we'll get started. So, today we have Bart Smythe who is a uh, master practitioner of 30 years in various Eastern and indigenous philosophies, cultures, and spirit ways, as well as the popular Yuan method. And I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing that one correctly. He was solely responsible for bringing this entire body of work to Europe for Dr. Yuen, where Bart trained over 400 therapists. He is also a grand master of Tai Chi, Holds certificates in Thai and Hansa Shiatsu, massage, and neuromuscular sports therapy. After a serious injury from a car accident, Bart's life shifted from owning a successful architectural design contracting company in San Francisco to working internationally as a transformational teacher in healing. As many healers have serious crisis situations in their lives, that is what happened for Bart. A car accident was the turning point for his life. And in 1987, he began healing his physical and emotional life training with shamans in Central and North American traditions, as well as in the Amazon. After many extremely intense years, he was guided to study in Peru where he met Don Benjamin of the Shipipo tribe. With many years of work, BART was initiated by Don Benjamin in 1998. This initiation was after more than a decade of diligent and continuous integrative works. In the U.S. with a teacher who worked with two other maestros for 25 years and Don Benjamin. Bart integrated this work and began sharing this knowledge beginning in 2001. Shamanic technologies, he shares, are well-in-place developed in this tradition, which builds safety as well as competency. In addition to those studies, Bart studied Tai Chi, Qigong, Yichuan, and a mixture of other martial arts since the age of 13. He holds adventure trainings and workshop teachings, Mm -hmm. And combining the UN method, life purpose, which is also known as precision of vision series, movement therapies, equine trainings, and other learning methods, as well as art, music, comedy, and great food, which he considers an essential component. (laughs) Although Bark works uh, usually remotely, at this time he travels extensively through Europe, Scandinavia, Dubai, and the United States. He is joining us today. I think from Sweden, if that's if I'm correct. So where where I think you live now um, with your family? So Bart, thank you for being with us. We're looking forward to talking with you about uh, all these kinds of subjects that you're bringing to us, which is really kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us and um, welcome.
3: My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure. And I'm actually uh, I'm in Nevada right now. I'm, You're I'm where? on a tour, and I'm uh, I'm outside Las Vegas, about an hour.
1: Oh, wow! I have a
3: property. Yeah, I have a property out here. I lived in Las Vegas. I grew up in uh, Southern California and worked around the Southwest doing construction and building things. But uh, hmm. I wound up uh, in '92 in Las Vegas, where I, after my accident in San Francisco, I landed here with some athletes and. Uh, started my Tai Chi schools and therapy business back then. So I fell in love oh, with wow. the desert, and I am, and I'm going home to Sweden for <laughs> about two months of darkness. I mean, it's dark, so oh yeah, sun, and, right. You fell yeah, in we, love
0: with the cl- you fell in love with the climate in, in Nevada.
3: <laughs> well, I'm I'm kind of. Uh, Fair weather kind of guy. I'm I'm I do my summer tours in Dubai and uh, the states, or winter tours there, and then my summers I I stay in the north country. So, yeah, he's a big. But yeah, good. I love
0: I love the country Yeah, <laughs> he's a big show off. You hear me? you Hear man? No, he's a fair weather kind of guy. Yeah. He spends time yeah, in right. Dubai. Okay, okay, we got you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a lot of questions to that I'm but I, very,
3: I really I feel blessed.
1: Go ahead. With that. Oh, okay. But Yeah, Go ahead, Lamont. I got about a thousand questions, but you can ask yours no, first cuz I know it'll it be a world-class question.
0: Yeah, I was just telling uh, to tell Bart, you know, I lived in Vegas for a while. I lived in Henderson and kind of all over doing my oh. own music stuff, so uh, I happened to be there. Cool. And uh I was exposed to the the cold there in Vegas and also the heat, so I know what that's
3: about, too. (laughs) Where are you from?
0: Originally, I'm from Texas, where we really have seasons. You know, out this way, we don't have true seasons no more like we used to. You know, we used to be able to tell winter, spring, summer, and fall, but now everything kind of runs together.
3: Yeah, it does. Hopefully not forever. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Okay, Matthew, you can jump in there now. I know you want to ask Bart a million questions.
1: I do. He, I do.
0: He's not gonna tell you he's not gonna tell you where he keeps his money or his stash at, so don't ask those.
1: Alright. I know where you keep yours though, so I'm gonna to have to worry about that. All so right. so Bart, um when we were talking about a topic here, we were talking about limiting beliefs. And intelligence And I'm interested in what Where you want to take us on that um, As far as I know uh, At least uh, Lamont and I have been talking On this program together Lamont's been here for nine years But I just joined him about, oh, about Six months ago maybe Lamont. And um, we have not You're the first shaman that we have had On this show so I'm really interested In asking you what that's about And In in this case, it looks like it might be having something to do with beliefs. So what would you like us to focus on with you here?
3: Well, the the shamanic part of my work is uh, I would say the the same truth or thread with all technologies that are effective uh, is, I would say, clarity. And clarity Brings freedom in any exchange, right? When people are clear, then you can have a better communication. When you're clear mm-hmm. uh, inter- internally, you know, energies, blood, nutrition, and waste flow well. That's Chinese medicine. If everything's flowing right, you don't get sick. If something happens, you get plugged up, then inflammation, infections, and then blah blah blah. But um, <clears throat> when I when I wrote that question what, or that statement about is it limiting beliefs or intelligence? Um, I'm kind of a mechanical type person and um, problem solver. So my friends call me and I was that during my construction period. That's one thing that my crew was good at was uh, solving problems economically and quickly. And that's what I want to do with my clients too, when I'm working with people. And so there's a lot of talk about limiting beliefs. And I always like to get to the source of what, anything is because once you find out how things are generated, then you can uh, make a clearer choice and and clear up any confusion. Mm
1: -hmm. So
3: with that, uh, what I've discovered in my own experience, because I had uh, my experience, we all have our own experience growing up. I had uh, beliefs and behaviors and uh, uh, resistance to, change in different areas of my life that were in place by experiences or what I talk about in my courses, I've developed a series of courses, not only the life purpose, and I do the UN method, which is quantum physics, uh, uh, physics applied to thought and the body to create the path to instant healing, actually, is what happens often with people. Once the path is cleared, people can uh, heal themselves very quickly. Um, but what I what I saw in my own experience was that if I was looking for limiting beliefs, just the thought of looking for limiting beliefs, then that's perspective and it, it's a perception. And what I saw in my own, once I went through, I, I, I started psychotherapy that was run by shamans. Uh, it was an integration of Western and uh, Southern. Uh, psychotherapies, psycho- psychological models and then applied with the natural world and um, limiting beliefs or therapies such as the natives do take you into those experiences where you uh, it could be like a car accident, right? A car accident happens and you uh-huh. have, that's why they have all these cameras and now they have all these cameras and they still have to have people decipher what the cameras are seeing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's like everybody's got a different point of view And we have a different point of view. And what happens for me, and it's not just my work, it's I've modified and and changed what's worked with me and just made it more simple and and more uh, direct and actually with results that are more widely seen. But um, those points of views where people are uh, doing the best, the intelligence they are are, uh, born with, with the information they've been given or the experience they've been given or the lack of guidance and proper experience uh, to handle the situations that are coming to us or like a car accident. For me, I've had a lot of car accidents and my two worst were uh, when I was not moving. I was standing in my truck the first time and I was standing in my motor the second time. <laughs> I've had others when I've been moving. Yeah. I was hit by a truck going like uh, 45, 50 miles an hour while I was standing in my motor home in Las Vegas in 2006. But, wow. um, yeah, it was a wild ride. But, what it, but for my system to know how that all came about and what happened took, took me, uh, Western science and medical couldn't help me. They can't do anything for uh, brain trauma or spinal injury like that except give you steroids and pain painkill pills and maybe some physical therapy, but I do all that myself. So I took it under my own experience to, to take care of that. What I had to do was actually get in there and reawaken parts of me that were totally unaware of how that truck crashed into the back of my truck. Cause there was my, my motor cause they were still in a holding pattern trying to figure out what the heck happened. But I had a lot of those growing up <laughs> You know, just moving from one school to the next uh, can be traumatic for us when we have a set of friends and, you know, tribal connections and yeah. humor. And then you, you move to a new school and everybody's got their own history and they have their own jokes and everything. And uh, you have to learn to blend and there's nobody to guide you on that. So these are just two simple ones I could throw out that maybe some people could, your audience could relate to. And then, well, with my intelligence, uh, I did the best I could at each time, and I was raised a certain way, so I handled things in a certain way, which certainly didn't serve me once I got to a new level <laughs> and caused problems for me. And then the, th- the thing that was making it safe for me where I moved to didn't work for me to be in the world with other people uh, of a, new, a different point of view. So does this make sense? Well if you could give an example of what you're
1: talking about it would help. Well
0: kinda of seems like I, we're all I, you are pro- used the word like, I would just say say. It, it sounds like we're all a product of our environment and our experiences Perfect. are based on that, isn't it? And 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 I, I guess coupled couple with a certain amount of uh uh common sense or intelligence, um I guess that we got from our parents or somebody to be able to adapt and have enough sense to know what we know as well as know what we don't know
3: and and that's that's important right there it's there's so much that we don't know and there's there's so much that there's no way for us to know even in the in even in the occurrences of what we think we know if that makes sense. So we don't know a lot of reasons why people behave the way they do. I know. They crazy?
1: <laughs> Is they crazy. Well,
3: They're <laughs> well, like, crazy. You sound like you're from Los Angeles. That's where I'm from. So, yeah, they are crazy. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and for me, I, I moved from the country of up uh, uh, northern uh, New York where, I mean, I had to walk a mile and a half to my friend's house. Or ride a bike. And I, they moved me into Altadena, you know, at the beginning, at like 67, with the Vietnam War and drugs and racial violence, a lot of other shit going on. Excuse my language. <laughs> but, no, we understand. yeah, it was like, we're, we're from this point of view, and I go to that point of view, and I learned how to survive there. But that survival that I learned there and everything didn't work for me. But I had no clue why everybody was doing what they were doing. No way. But I, I created a judgment of of the world, and I refined my behavior to make sure that I, I was okay. And that could be – and that's why I said it could be just for transferring schools. But you were right. I, I like the way you uh, tied it together, what I said. Yeah, our environment creates us, but there's known, unknown, and unknowable experiences, which can still be – our system can still be looking for the answers – as we move into new territory, which then actually doesn't – it takes up the – we could just say it takes up the hard drive space for uh, potential, right? hmm Because it's, it's got, working overtime trying to figure things out. Yeah. Go ahead. I
0: got a, I got a question for you, Bart, that I always have a problem with people. Why is it so hard for people to look at any given situation from other people's perspective?
3: Well, why do you think they crazy? <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, well, put it in simple terms, because to me, as, as an intelligent individual, I, I think I have common sense. My mother used to say, "Common sense isn't common." But I think if you could look at a situation from your vantage point, and you also have the ability to step out of yourself and look at it from two or three other positions around the table. That gives you the ability to come to a a very intelligent, powerful decision because you have all the knowledge necessary to make an intelligent, powerful decision.
3: Yeah. And it sounds to me like you had uh, a guide there in your mother that modeled that for you. Yeah, my mom was a guide. If she... she, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of common sense in gangsters, right? Yeah. You, yeah, you know that. everything everything I learned in business, you know, I grew up in L.A. during the '60s. You know,
0: <laughs>
3: everybody was a gangster after the mo- the Godfather. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, what
0: I, what I meant yeah, by uh, that, my my mother was a Blackfoot Indian out of Oklahoma, so they had very
2: oh, you certain
0: are. beliefs. And ideals about how things, you know, were to go and how you handle certain situations, and
3: I guess that was put in me at a young age. Yeah. So, but, but you had modeling of that, and you're able to you're able to listen from more than one point of view. You're, I would say, you're saying you're able to be neutral, and then yeah. see the different. Yeah, I want to listen.
0: Yeah, I want to listen because you know a lot yes. of people talk. Right. A lot of people say, "Well, you, well, you talk," and I, and I find it, it makes more sense to listen because when you listen and speak less, people really don't know what you're thinking about. But it gives you the ability to know what they're thinking
3: about, maybe. And and but the question was, you know, why do people uh, are they do they have a ton, hard time being able to uh, listen and and have different uh, Opinions or points of view about a subject instead of holding fast one. Right. 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 And for me, it's, for me, for me, it's simple. Um, It's a default program of defense. And, and then if that, if that kicks in, then you don't even have control over that because the subconscious is a trained. It's like being a basketball player. You make a thousand hoop shots a day, you know, you got it. Right. So then, Mm Uh, martial arts, I'm a martial artist my whole life, it's always repetition is the uh, mother of success but if, you, if you're if you in a situation where you don't have a voice and you're judged for everything you say or do, it could be at home or in the school, then it's really not safe to have anything but maybe a closed opinion <laughs> right? Because everything's, everything's up for attack or, or judgment or, and maybe that's for yourself too I mean, we're usually harder on ourselves than anybody else could be anyway. So,
1: True. And
3: that's what I, I was getting at. It's like, it's like, for me, I went from, you know, I was a sports guy. I played football, hockey, soccer, all that, and speed. And New York, I moved to L.A., and all of a sudden, there was a lot of violence. And I didn't know about it. When we fought in New York, we wrestled over a baseball game. Here, I'm, I'm confronted with people walking up and punching me in the face. <laughs> and then gangs of people punching me. And so that's where I started the martial arts. But I studied hard style. And then after I got to a level where nobody fought me anymore, and we basically became friends in high school. And then, uh, but I kept training. And I mean, I could sit in a bar and have a beer, and somebody would want to fight.
2: <laughs>
0: and I, I was,
3: you know, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> you know. Oh,
0: but I man, had you that know energy. How I pay. I, the wild, wild west. You know the gunfighter mentality. You know they want to fight the top dog.
3: Yeah, but I, this happened. One of it. I was uh, building condominiums in Michigan on the lake shore. I went home one night in a Christian village. Everybody's in suits. I had long hair and a ponytail, but uh, I sat in at a bar to have a draft beer before I went home after a long day. And a guy walked up and wanted to fight. I said, "What did I do?" He says, "I don't like you." I go, "Okay." <laughs> I pulled, a Clint Eastwood, I pulled a Clint Eastwood. I said, okay, I got five minutes. Let's go. <laughs> and then we <laughs> <both> sat down. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it was like, right. but in my system, I started questioning them. But up to that point, it was like I had a de- default that anything was handled or ultimately going to be handled in a, in a way that one had to use his physical abilities to, to navigate a problem. Uh, in the street. And that's why I did that. But after I changed my training and it went to Tai Chi and and internal martial arts where you had to actually learn how to feel your energy and, and uh, what your thoughts are doing with your energy or what's the environment doing with your energy. So that's when I started finding a new path and all the, all those other things just went away because of what I was trained in. So I realized that a, I'd been trained to go to Vietnam Trained to fight in the streets and go to school. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't go to Vietnam, but I, I was—I had my draft card.
0: Yeah. When you were, yeah. Uh, when you had I, your accident, you was training prior to that, weren't you, or were you?
3: I've been training since I was thirteen. I still I train every day, but I train oh, okay. different things now.
0: Oh, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I saw. But, no, I just been asked because of your training and your beliefs that you feel like that helped you with, uh, you know, your recovery.
3: Well, beyond beliefs, I had a, I had a knowing. Um, uh, I didn't have a knowing the first time mm-hmm. I was injured, uh, where I had to go to the, to the hospital. I didn't know about being stopped physically. I'd been injured quite a few times motorcycles and skiing and stuff like that. But it's kind of like you get injured on the football field. You get knocked out, you get up and you go play the next play. Right. You know, now they know that's not smart, that we did that. And, um, so my knowing came from when I was in my first accident, which I was happened in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I was cleaning my truck and a drunk municipal driver in a dump truck, uh, crashed into my truck and I, and I went down in the corner of the wheel well. when Two weeks later, I'm in the hospital and they're giving me a combination of drugs that when I got off them and went to a, a drug rehab to find out why I was so depressed, they said what they'd given me was the same as giving me heroin and my whole system changed. So then I used my martial arts and acupuncture and I changed my diet. I went into psycho. This is what got me into psychotherapy because after those pills, uh, I was depressed and I didn't know what depression was. So all I could say is I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I wasn't the same person that I was before the pills. And so what I saw was by training and, and doing the right things, my body could heal itself. So I've had much worse injuries since then. I've been killed twice and also I come back, uh, And in these places where Western medicine couldn't help me, I had this knowing, and I didn't have to believe. I just said, okay, my body can take care of itself. I just have to do what's necessary to support it. And with that knowing, I could relax into it. And that's the knowing that I didn't have the first time. And uh, that's what I bring to my clients, too. I have a knowing that the body can do it, and we can come back from different places that... Confusion is just confusion. Once you're not confused you're clear. And it's simple, Bart, to get there to... Bart, Yeah, go ahead. What
1: mm-hmm. I can't let this pass. What did you mean when you say said
3: I have been killed twice? Well, I got killed once on the streets and then I got uh, uh, I was in my uh guitar teacher's car and he, he should have fixed the brakes but he fixed the uh air conditioning. But brakes wouldn't help had somebody pull out right when I shifted into uh, fourth gear um, in his Audi on Tropicana uh, in an old Audi. I was just doing him a favor. A Jeep pulled straight out in front of me. I hit it going probably 45 miles an hour like hitting a brick wall. And that one took me off the planet. And I came back.
1: How quickly did you come back?
3: I couldn't really say. I'd say about I don't know, I can't tell you, I would say probably about five minutes okay i was I was clear I was clearly on the other side experiencing things, and so that was what what clearly felt sometimes myself. people now
1: from. people now would call that the the near death experience near death.
3: Is that okay, yeah, that happened to you twice yeah i got I got taken out in a fight, guys attacked me from behind. So
1: it sounds like um, one of the things that uh, I have heard about shamanic tradition is that somehow the body gets taken apart and put back together again. Is that part of your experience?
3: Well, what it is is um, the soul or the spirit or the information of the individual uh, is how I, I view it and I see it work with, with my intention working with people and different exchanges mm-hmm. it doesn't happen with each speech client, but we clear the space and set the stage, so to speak, for that part of us that's either still holding or has been uh, on vacation someplace to come mm-hmm. home. And they call it soul they call it soul retrieval or whatever. Okay. And so that that's how I view it. And parts of us, as I said, like uh, when people are killed or or almost killed, or doesn't even have to be that big of a threat. Like one of my teachers said, "Don't listen to, don't have an alarm clock on too loud because you need a soul retreat if you wake up." ah!" Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's right. We're we're remembering who we are. Yeah. We're we're coming back together. Exactly right.
1: Well, when you said that you help people find clarity, could you talk a little bit more about
3: what you mean by that? Well, I, I work, like I'm doing a course, and I just did one in Sarasota, and I'm going to do another one. Uh, it's a trial run with a new promoter down there. It's a course I developed called True Abundance. And in this course, I don't help anybody to find clarity, I would say. What I do is, um, because I have such a long history of a certain approach to work, and... Um as I said, the foundation of uh, great teachers and, and guides that have assisted me, uh, I put together a, a course which in the answering of certain questions that I've created and then how I work with people, it sets the stage again for them to be able to see for themselves how their intelligent work, intelligence worked at the time where things went south on them,
2: mm-hmm. and it was
3: perfect. It's just the circumstances had changed. And that's a simple one. It can be more varieties of the theme, but uh, they see it for themselves. That's that's the key for, I would say, that's the key intention of my work and my teacher's work.
1: You know, they could
3: have told me all kinds of things. They could have, like, psychoanalyzed me, uh, told me all these different things, give me uh, programs to go on, but they let me go on my way and find the places I need to find on my own with all the faith in the world that I would do that, which was the right direction for me. Uh, and of course help to build that foundation in my system to have that uh, availability, just like training the martial arts. When I switched to Tai Chi, I started with Aikido first, which is a beautiful art. If you know about that one, but it's uh, instead of defending or offense, it's, it's really about harmonizing and blending with anybody's attack. You actually wind up taking care of yourself and the attacker at the same time. So it's very, you know, it takes skill and, and, and sensitivity. Um, and so that changed my point of view. And then once I changed my point of view and intention, then the world changed. And so this is what happens often, I mean, in, in all my work, really. It's people, oh, I. I I see how I did that, and with that, you can see it was perfect for the time, and with that, then I can launch using my same intelligence, but I have a new understanding of the world and myself in it, and I don't make those mistakes, and I don't have limiting beliefs. I have supportive knowledge. That so, How's that? Well... I, <laughs>
1: I, I think I understand in theory what you're talking about. I was wondering if we could talk like from an example. I, I have a kid that I just started working with who was in his early 20s, who was, his parents say he just wants to stay home and do video games all day long and doesn't really know what he wants to do with himself. And he's sort of been sent to me to get some direction, which, you know, Clearly, I can't give him direction. He's got to find his own. But is that is that the kind of person that you
3: find you can be useful to? I actually have a lot of clients um, more, more and more because of the video addiction uh, and the lock, lack of uh, contact and guidance in the, in the world today um i i I am affected with that, and it, also everybody has a starting point um, so that starting point is basically um from my experience is just spending time with these guys or girls. it's usually guys for me I'm a guy so it's usually just spending time with them, so they're not spending time on the on the computer is where you start and then it for me it's a process i actually want to it's one of the things i'm looking forward to uh have more uh structures to uh, supply that time giving thing and and natural time with human beings for this because it's the biggest problem on the planet right now is uh, video addiction Lack of guidance. Everybody's working so much. The parents aren't home, uh, and the, the guidance parents being, and, and,
0: and the parents stop being parents. They want to be friends with their kids instead of parents.
2: Yeah, there's a
0: there's a structural problem right there from the foundation. You're right. The founda- the foundation right. is weak. You're
3: right. You're right. I, I was lucky i I was raised by a man who was he was tough, but he was involved and uh he wasn't my friend but he loved me <laughs> and so I having, so it. And, having and, so having a video addiction
1: do you from a shamanic point of view what what do you assume that that might be about
3: well, it's confusion. It's, it's way too much uh, digital information coming. I'll just say from, cause shamanic, shamanic, you know, I, I, I did go through the process and I do do the work and I did get delivered. It. It's not something you can study, but the Indians just work with the confusion that can take place if you grew up in the Amazon. Right. Yeah. And, and with, with, with natural, uh, foods and herbs and, and just being in nature. I mean, my first 10 days in, in the Amazon jungle, and I've been all over the world training in jungles and stuff like that, but just sitting there by a river with these guys and, and doing basically nothing. At the end of 10 days, I felt like this big wheel stopped. And then by the time I left, it started going in a new direction in my system. And that's what I would say the shamanic part is just connecting with nature and, and being with uh, people is connecting with nature. We have, we have nature there. So I don't like to lean on the shamanic part for that. But if I'd say just from confusion can happen on all levels. And digital information is useless information. But our computers take it in through our glands, our eyes, our senses. Our, we have all these radio frequencies. And then, you know, radiation going into our eyes. I have a guy in Sweden I finally got him off, or he got himself off it. But he was smoking hash and sitting there all hours of the night with a big screen TV and a computer playing these computer games. And I sat mm-hmm. in front of that thing. almost threw up. I almost threw up. I, I was like, Jesus Christ! And I was like, Wow! And it was like, Excuse me, if that language isn't okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, question, it was like, how, how
0: much? How much does diet have to play with this? Because I was thinking about what you were saying uh, when you were sitting by the river with these guys. And I um, and also thinking, start thinking about um, why you were there spending time there. I'm sure you had to eat um, food from whatever available well, was a, locally.
3: This, yeah, it was a special diet. It was a special program. Uh, but what I wanted to say was, you know, I got to spend time in the jungle every day, a lot of time alone until I found out that I was uh, ignorant to just all the different ways I could be killed by all the different things. <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe I'll go with a guide. But other than that, it was like, we ate rice, lentils, some uh, chicken, plantain and herbs, you know? So yeah, I mean, for me, I know from my own experience like where I live in Sweden, all we eat is wild meat or grass-fed, free-range, organic meat and chicken and eggs. We don't we don't get that at the store, and when I go out in the world, it's just another story. I, you know, there's a different information in the in the food we're eating, and I don't feel well, so I don't eat it out in the world. So. It's, I say, think diet has a lot to play with it. Sugar. Yeah, you say wild, I don't eat sugar. When you say,
0: or, when you say wild meat, yeah, um, what were you speaking of exactly? What types of meat?
3: Well, they 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 hunt they hunt moose and deer and they have elk there and a lot of wild pig. I don't okay. eat that much. I, I I eat moose. I have a lot of people around me that feed me moose and I eat a lot of chicken, and uh, eggs up there. Not a lot. I mean, I'm probably 80% vegetarian. But, yeah, diet has a lot to play with it, but it's not the only thing. With the video games, it's everything. It's a, You're working on so many systems that get locked in and entrained, but they're absorbing all this excess information. So I work with what I do with people to defrag their computer, so to speak, and delete all these different extra excess uh, information as possible. And then uh, Tai Chi is a great – uh, tool for this because it's round, circular motions, grounding, centering, and feeling centered. And, and and kids just don't feel centered. You know, they don't. They don't have something that you know. When we were kids, we were. I was never watching TV. I was always outside, either playing football, working with mini bikes, or go karts, or something,
2: <laughs>
0: or cli- to- climbing trees. Totally
3: different time. <laughs> I know. My parents never knew where I was. <laughs> But they trusted me, right?
0: Yeah, we know that we knew how to come yeah. in the house when it got dark.
3: And we knew what would happen if it didn't. <laughs> if we didn't. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It wasn't it was no church. more of this. Well, I, I talk to my kids every day, I never ever discipline them. We have an understanding. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see a three year old really understanding some adult issues.
3: No, they have to have clear. Yeah, you know, I ran construction crews. And everybody, everybody, we had a meeting every morning. Everybody knew what they had to do. If they had a question, they knew they had a question. They weren't sitting there out in space, <laughs> right? But you, see, you know, for me, it's like I don't think that uh, I don't think that we are offering. That's why I offer comedy, music, horses, goats, chickens, kids get in, get to be with animals and get out of themselves and out of their heads because now they're in their heads and as you say, that you know parenting is has become almost a political agenda, it seems like, and that everybody wants to look good and be good or be nice, but there's no programming. You don't have to be hard on kids, but you also, you want to enliven them and show them something and follow their curiosity. And I know for me, I was a hyper kid. I still am. I'm 61, and I'm going 90 miles an hour. My, everybody around me goes, well, what's, what's going on? Do you drink too much coffee? I go, no <laughs> I just have a project to do, and we're not we're not trained in project management we're not trained in uh, uh completion of something you know and when we get to complete something for ourselves instead of like get information for somebody else to judge us by when I complete something for myself it's 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 something that's mine and then I get doesn't matter. It's not about an ego or anything like that. It's just like, oh, I did that for myself, and now I'll go do something else that feels good too. Well, be, before we get I just jumped, uh, too much
1: to the but, end of this, I wanted to ask you if I could interrupt for a second about Doctor Yuan. Sure, sure. If you could talk a little yeah. bit about what that's that's about, that was an interesting um, part of your biography there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Grandmaster Shaolin Kung Fu. I, I didn't, I did train some martial arts with him. He's David Carradine's teacher. So um, he's the one that did the Kung Fu TV series. He was the Mm -hmm. blind man doing, he was the blind man, the guy doing the martial arts for the blind gentleman, the blind monk. And uh, he became my teacher in 94, and I was already trained in many modalities. I don't list them all, but I trained in a a lot of different things. And this came my way, and uh, this just rocked my world, changed my life, and I think everybody should know it. And I'm doing courses in it. Again, I've been on hi- hiatus from it, but it's, it's biocomputer technology. Our, our systems work like computers. And when we know how to work our own mainframe, we can really improve every aspect of our life. And so we're setting up courses in Los Angeles and Florida for the spring right now. And uh, this, this came to me. Is it based in martial uh, well, he used it in his martial arts. That's how he developed it. A, he was eight times world champion uh, undefeated in Kung Fu. Um, and he um, could always sense and read the intention of his opponent, which happens with training, but also some of us are born with <laughs> superior gifts and he's one of those guys. And then he used this approach to use uh, positive thought and right placement to improve the ability of his students to learn and adapt to the information faster. And so he, he developed that. And I was actually with him at the beginning, so to speak, he, he gotten things, you know, in a a functional layout, but we've developed this course over the last uh, 22, 25 years. And, uh, it's fantastic. And there's, there's hundreds of systems out there, but this, this one for me is, uh, it gets the job done because it's my clients taking care of themselves with their information. And yeah, so biocomputer technology. It, I've written a little bit on my website. And as I said, um, for me, I still use all these other things because I like to eliminate any need for healing anyway. I don't really look at healing. I think, you know, for me, when I knew what to do, I did it. But I didn't do it if somebody's yelling at me. I was telling my son the other day, I said, yeah, I, I saw that a lot of carpentry bosses were. Uh, like treated us like drill sergeants. So finally, I I used to hire on just say, you know, my name's Bart. I'm Henry. My friends call me Bart, and I have a really short temper and a big hammer. So if you tell me you can tell me anything to do, I'll do it. If you treat me kind, fine. You call me names or start yelling at me. I don't know what I'll do. So <laughs> Bart, let me ask you
0: a question. Ended, is there a, yeah? Is, is there a a, a number? Of different teachings and philosophies and styles Or is there still some out there that are unknown Or is it like five different children That have a lot of different cousins and relatives And the reason I ask that is um, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Frank Dukes a while back And I know he has a teaching and he teaches a style And it seemed like there's always some healing uh, associated with some kind of way,
3: style of martial art or healing, uh, both. A, there's, A, there's, there's there's thousands of martial arts. Mar, right. I mean, there's 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 foundational styles in kung fu, but you know it's it's morphed and evolved through Wing Chun and then uh, uh, Jeet Kune Do with Bruce Lee and then. But as far as healing modalities, there's there's so many different approaches in so many wonderful ways. It's like, you know, for me, one of the uh, Indian spiritual master told me, he says, one destination, many airlines. Pick the one that feels best to you. <laughs> you know, so, uh, this one, uh, as far as Dr. UN's work, I don't think, for one thing, uh, there's different ways to uh, work with information, but the foundational principles will always be the same. Everything I work with is foundational principles. So if you got, if you do your own thing with those principles and uh, without your own spin on reality, then I think that you've got uh, something that fits you and it works. So yeah, I, I don't know what's out there. It's like I don't study uh, a lot of martial arts, although I see a lot of them and I go, "Wow, I'd like to do that one. I'd like to do that one." Well, That's what is it? What, what is it that makes?
1: What is it that makes dr. UN's um, approach uh, special
3: because it's uh, going to the mainframe it going it's going to the source of information and how he's put it together uh, you know in a format you know with help and I know all of us are involved in it it's but it's uh he's, he's developed it in a way that is uh, direct, quick, and uh, very thorough. So, uh, whew, I, I, you know, he was one of the first guys on the block with this, and I, what I've seen is there's been adaptations and changes and, and different things along the way, whether people came up with it with them their own or they're just working out their own uh, system. I just see this as a complete system. It, it functions on all levels, all aspects of the human past, present and future and every level of uh, engagement in life and health and fitness and and actually happiness and clarity. Just like, you know, you're talking about the kids, you know, that's so important right now because one thing people don't understand too, I work a lot with brain trauma, traumatic brain injury and stuff like that. I'll just let you know that because I've had nine major spinal injuries and brain injuries and I have just healed all of them in the last year. I'd say actually my last upgrade was about eight weeks ago and, uh, I've had tra- trauma in my brain since I was three when I fell eight feet the concrete on my head. But, trying to
0: do catch up uh, with Evil Knievel or something?
3: I guess I don't know what it was. I think well, actually, it was a lot of <laughs> I think it's karma. But you know, the other thing was I was trying to knock myself back into center. That's Oriental philosophy. Like if you kick yourself, cut yourself, stub your toe. You're opening up some energy line there. Your subconscious is guiding you to go where you need to look. And I had that brain trauma my whole life. And I finally whacked myself a good one seven years ago, slipping on the ice in Sweden. And I had to stop. It took me three years to rebuild myself this time and uh, to get back functional. Okay,
0: Matthew, don't try that one, Matthew.
3: I won't. But I I wanted to go to the kids because... Working on it, just working your thumbs on a cell phone all the time, that overdevelops a, a part of the brain as kids mm-hmm. are growing. That actually creates a problem. It's a whole nother structure both in the brain and set of uh, uh, neuro signaling and stuff like that. So you, that's why I go back to Tai Chi because that, the, the the round the circles are round, the the movements are round and soft, centered, and, and you work both sides of the brain. And this is a great way to approach your your young man there to get him into some form of physical and that's the first path of the initiate is to take control of your body with diet, training, and sleep. That's what I did. And that's what I see works. With with people who are so, you know, they're in they're in a they're in a place where nobody knows what to do with them. They're sending them to you, right? And, and you're up against you're up against a 24 hour feed of information from Wi-Fi and cell phones. I mean, I got I got addicted to YouTube too. I had to break myself off of YouTube. It's too much fun.
0: Well, you almost like you said, you use the word defrag. You almost have to do that on a daily basis because it is a wealth of information out there. And I and I find myself I I do it constantly and I have to come back to focus on what's relative to my existence and what's important to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because if not, it's exactly. so easy to become derailed, distract distracted and and, and get off mm-hmm. course, you know. And uh, end up following Absolutely. somebody else's pattern that's not even yours.
3: Exactly, exactly. And uh, you said it right there. And that's what we're trained to do. And it's a different path than a path of mastery, where you follow a master, but the master makes sure that you lead <laughs> and do your own thing, right? But we're not given yeah, we're not given those but, types of tools.
0: And then when you start doing your own thing, and then, of course, you know, you get hit with, um, um, you know, you're selfish, you're self-centered, you only think about yourself. Why does people do that when they, they it, well, common sense tells you that in order for you to do something for somebody else or take care of somebody else, you have to first be in a position to take care of yourself. In order to take care of yourself, don't you have to think about yourself?
3: Exactly.
1: That's just—I uh,
3: don't know what that is. It's a—it's a hypnosis, right? You know, people think that they. I, what I saw was everybody who tried to take care of me. Didn't know what they were doing for themselves. I finally said, "Forget it," you know. Mm-hmm. And I—I I knew yeah. it worked, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I, nobody was happy at school. Nobody was happy in the in the job I was going for. So I said, "Okay." I like building houses. I went out and learned how to build houses, so I figured out what to do. But the, it's just like you said, you know, it's following somebody else. What's what's the leadership? Where is the leadership? And actually, are they constructing something of themselves and their lives and, and that they can take into the world? And that's yeah, well, let's, hit, let's, hit let's, hit,
0: let's hit the spiritual part of this, too, man, because some people just don't have a good spirit. Yeah. And I guess if you have a positive spirit, then you're going to find happiness, pleasure, and building and doing something productive and constructive.
3: Well, that's, that's – may I, may I speak to that? And this is my point if you want It's not that – I think we all have a good spirit. It's like – but in our exposure to different behaviors that are, are inappropriate and without proper guidance – we can develop a, a, a shutdown system that looks like it's unhappy, but again, mm-hmm. for me, it's, it, it's, it's I don't know what to do. I don't know why these people are doing this to me. I don't like it. I want to make sure that nobody ever does it again. That's what happened to me in L.A., and then after about 10 years of being able to discover other people who were less than uh, kind in the world that I had to take care of myself or others with, Then I I said, well, there's, as I said, that that time in the bar in Michigan told me, well, I'm not doing anything, but there's something about me that's calling for somebody to get angry. And that's a mixed bag there, right there. Mm -hmm. It's all that. But I said, okay, what's my point of view? I didn't even realize that I'd shut myself down to fight because I hated fighting. I hated violence. But you could have an experience in school where you hate to be in front of people or whatever, and then you just go into resistance, and it's like there's a great movie on Netflix, I'd like to say this, there's a great movie it's called Buck it's on Netflix, and I would say this is about, you can look at this and you can see, if you want to say it's a a bad spirit or a a negative spirit about things, or how things happen with horses, because horses speak volumes of their owners and their environment and they can switch in a second that's why we like to use horses with Kids and other people, because what you're thinking you will see in the horse immediately. Mm-hmm. Like one time, I, my wife and I had an argument, and I got on the horse. She said, I wouldn't get up there while you're angry. I said, Okay, I'll calm down. I got on the horse, and he threw me. I guess I wasn't confident.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: either that or the he, horse. wasn't that your <laughs>
2: hey,
0: look, either that or the yeah. horse was on your wife's payroll. Yeah, was she was, giving the, was, she was giving the horse more apples and sugar than you were
1: Yeah <laughs> We yeah, need to give true, Bart a don't little like time <laughs> Go ahead. We need to give Bart a little time to do some advertising here
2: oh, Okay
1: Okay, thank you Are we okay. close? Thank you very much Are we um, close to...
0: Yeah, we right. like about maybe few, three minutes. Go ahead, Bart. You can tell everybody where they can get in touch with you, man, where they can get your books and contact you and all that good stuff.
3: Well, thank we, you very much, the, Tom.
0: Yeah, we already know the witness protection program that Matthew's in. so <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why I don't tell people where I am, Bart.
2: <laughs>
1: well... <laughs> But I Lamont ask. found me. Um, Lamont found me, so you know it must not be too hard.
3: <laughs> Very cool. Well, Bart, you can you can find in touch with you. You can you can go to my name Bart Smythe, B-A-R-T-S-M-Y, not I-T-H. Bart dot com, and it will show up. A modern day shaman. That's my brand. Uh, we're working on a modern day shaman. You can also go there, moderndayshaman.net. So it's either bartsmith.com or a moderndayshaman.net. And I've, um, I'm restructuring everything. I'm actually changing my website now, but it's it's up and running. Um, I I give free group sessions online, and if you do go to my website, you can sign on the drop-in box. I don't market to you anything. I don't do that. I mean, I have a little shop uh, that we have developed for EMF protection for cell phones and things like that and some Chinese herbs and a few other things. But I don't do mass mailings pumping people. I don't, I don't do that. But I do offer a free group session online once a month. And sometimes, like this last three months, I've been on a lot of tour and doing things. We're going to do a couple days in a row coming up here shortly. And what that looks like is you get a phone number sent to you if you sign up for it. And if you want to join, you call in on the call line. And I tap into everybody who's on the call. And I do this uh, work that I do. And you can go go to my website. And you were wondering what some results were for some of my work. Um, I can tell you just a quick one. A doctor doctor came to my course in Istanbul, Turkey. And uh, he left he quit his corporate medical job and wrote a uh, 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 single-player uh, uh, single uh, solo performance about him and his father, what he gained about all the information that had stopped him and led him in a direction to do something he didn't want to do his whole life. as He hated being a, a doctor. And uh, now he's got a successful – within one week, he quit, wrote this thing. Now he's performing. He has audiences come in, and they – are healing or they're, they're seeing themselves in this wonderful performance. And it's like, wow, <laughs> it's like, it's, that's one, one experience. And then I've seen other people uh, access, access, you know, extreme health from brain trauma. I have a brain trauma specialist doctor that works with sports teams here, and he had his own brain trauma. No one could help him. And i over the phone after the first session, he's up and running. So I'm very good with brains and nervous system and things like that, and you can read about that on the phone. It's all done at distance on the phone. So BartSmike.com right. or com. thank you guys very much for having me today. I appreciate Well, Thanks for joining us, Bart. You, Bart. It's great to have you.
2: Great.
0: Thanks a thank lot, you. Bart.
2: Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
0: All right. Next week, you guys, on Counterplayer Play, 230, wherever you're at, Come check us out, worldmover.com. If you like joining the show, you can hear the whole show in its entirety. See you next week.
1: Take care, buddy.